because these are just such powerful new tools that we have now and how amazing as a doctor that I have all these naturally occurring peptides that I can get people to target specific needs. A study of 79 patients with coronary artery disease and their age 60 to 69, where half of them received six courses of Apitalon and they were monitored for 10 years. So the Apitalon group, when you look at their cardiovascular function, they were nine years younger than the ones that did not get this peptide. But we all know people can have spontaneous remission, right? So what's happening there? Why is the body able to heal itself? So the body has the tools, it has the signals. So if we know how to turn on and off certain signals, then we can invoke some of that very powerful natural healing abilities. Welcome to the Dr. Joy Kong podcast. This is where I have a chance to share with you some of the latest developments in the space of holistic health, longevity, and wellness. I have always honored intellectual curiosity and scientific rigor combined with real world practicality. My goal is that what you learn here will help you live longer and live better. Hope you enjoy the journey with me. My new passion in regenerative medicine is peptide therapy. So this is a whole new field. And I think one day I wouldn't be surprised if 50 to 70% of the medications are, are gonna be replaced by peptides. So peptides are these naturally occurring molecules uh, made up of amino acids and they're short chains amino acids that can perform all kinds of very specific functions in the body. They exist in every tissue and, you know, and every, every organ. And uh, there are over 7,000 of them that we've discovered. And clinically, uh, probably a few dozens are the most commonly used ones. And I incorporate a lot of them in my clinic uh, to help boost the benefits of the other regenerative medicine treatments I do like stem cell therapy, exosomes. Uh, there's some PRPs involved, ozone therapy. So we do a lot of really cutting edge and, and wonderful uh, regenerative treatments. So um, peptides, I just want to go over maybe just a quick overview and then talk about the ones that we use at our clinic. So um, the, the peptides are just very, very specific um, as far as how they act in the body. And they can modulate very specific part of hormone production, immune functions, sleep cycles, inflammatory reactions, DNA replication, you know, you name it, weight control, uh, muscle gain, tissue healing. And um, it has been shown to be extremely safe, even at doses of 100 to 1,000 fold of typical doses. And um, um, so we have been given an increasingly wide range of peptides these days that have been shown to be you know highly effective so which are the ones we use in our clinic um the one that's you know probably one of the oldest and most well-known one is bpc 157 so why is it exciting um, it's highly anti-inflammatory and it's the most utilized peptide in the world highly effective and and is non-toxic it was actually initially isolated from gastric juice uh, when people are wondering why your gastric, you know, your intestinal tract is not digested from the, the gastric juice. So that they, they found out that there are these peptides that are highly regenerative 
and improves healing of the gut lining. Um, so it's great for muscles, tendons, and bone healing, great for bowel healing, improves uh, GI mucosal integrity, prevents gastric ulcers. It can protect the liver from toxic insults like alcohol, antibiotics. It can repair teeth, cornea, and the brain. It can induce serotonin release in the brain and has antidepressant effects. It modulates serotonergic and dopaminergic systems so it can relieve behavioral disturbances and is very neuroprotective. It can protect um, you know, the somatosensory neurons, uh, peripheral nerve regeneration after you know, transection. Uh, it can help regenerate after TBI, traumatic brain injury, spinal cord compression, or, or other type of uh, nerve um, disturbances. And then it can protect against the NSAID-related bleeding abnormalities and GI side effects or, or hepatotoxicity, so liver toxicity. It can also protect against insulin overdose and also GI, liver, and, and, um, and vascular injuries. It actually induces nitric oxide production with strong angiogenic effects, so it helps promote new blood vessel formation. It protects the endothelium of blood vessels, so it counteracts high blood pressure. It also protects against thrombosis, counteracting um, thromb thrombocytopenia and prolonged bleeding time. And it upregulates growth hormone receptor expression in ligaments and tendons and promotes healing. It reduces excessive pain perception and it outperforms acyclovir for herpes infection at 1,000s of the dose of acyclovir. It can be oral and uh, can be also given subcutaneous or intramuscular or even intranasal. And there's no reported toxicity. So there has been a lot of research showing various benefits in conditions like Lyme disease, HIV, you know, other viral infections, inflammatory conditions, and uh, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, GI problems, and uh, tendon, ligament, and muscle repair parodontitis, um, acute pancreatitis, liver lesions, um, chemical sensitivity, allergies, post-surgical healing, uh, mold and toxin exposure, neurodegenerative diseases, depression, anxiety, urinary incontinence. So very exciting. So you can see the wide range, you know, high blood pressure, hypotension, and um, thyroid issues uh, can boost mitochondria function. So it's, it's as you can see the 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 range is wide. Um, one thing that's really cool about BPC one fifty seven is that it's um, it's like a keychain with lots of keys on it. So it has it can turn on different functions and it has this broad range of benefits that we are able to tap into. And so you know it's almost like if you don't know what to do, you know, give BPC one fifty seven is probably going to help because it promotes healing in such a um, you know broad way. Um, so another one that I want to talk about is um, thymic peptide. So I don't know if you people know how important the thymic gland is and also the pineal gland. So all these, so thymic, let's talk about thymus. So thymic proteins, so proteins produced by thymus peak at age 10 and then sharply declines and a stays at a steady low level 
from our mid thirties. So they just, you know, they're, they're low and uh, thymus shrink and degrade. And that process is influenced by age, obesity, calorie intake, genetics, inflammation, stress, pregnancy, toxins, um, hypothyroidism, low growth hormone levels, chronic infection, and zinc deficiency. So um, the progressive thymic dysfunction and causes, you know, immune senescence. So getting immune system getting old, and that will lead to increased, you know, becoming more susceptible to infections. So more vulnerable, and then also inadequate immune response to vaccines, and also increased tendency for autoimmune diseases, increased cancer risk, and increased cardiovascular disease, and overwhelming majority of patients with autoimmune diseases actually have abnormal thymus size. And then majority of people have pineal gland calcification by age 30. So our pineal gland is, you know, it's basically heartened and um, are, are not functioning um, very, very well at all. Um, so we utilize certain peptides to replace um, the thymic um, peptides was identical to thymic pe peptides and also pineal peptide. So um, the thymic peptides include um, TB500, also called thymosin beta-4 or TB4. They're found in all tissues and you know of all kinds of types, except for blood cells, red blood cells. And um, they are also found in you know cerebral spinal fluid and wound fluid. And um, they have incredible regenerative activity um, and that has been shown in traumatic brain injury and spinal cord injury, stroke, MS, um, and other ischemic damages. It can support immunity, improve T-cell function, it's antimicrobial, and protects, I mean, promotes angiogenesis and accelerates collagen deposition. And it calms muscle spasms, improves muscle tone, and it stretches connective tissue, so it maintains flexibility. And it also reduces inflammation in joint tissue and prevents formation of adhesions and the, the fib, you know, fibrotic band formation in muscles and, and tendons and uh, ligaments. Can help with dry eyes, um, lung fibrosis, fatty liver disease. Um, it's also protective for the heart. So it reduces systemic inflammation due to infection. The benefits that's been shown in Lyme disease, HIV, uh, chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, autoimmune diseases, infections, myocardial infarction, MS, Alzheimer's, peripheral neuropathy. And um, it also is very helpful for um, things like influenza, um, or, or common codes um, and other type of viruses. So it's a very, again, it's a very broad acting peptide. And, um, and it's, you know, again, it's like a keychain with multiple keys on it. And um, it just, it helps so many things, you know, the brain, the immune function, the cardiovascular system, your muscular skeletal system. So it just, a, you know, tremendous peptide. And then another one we use is T-alpha-1, thymosin alpha-1. And that one also helps improve uh, tissue repair and healing. 
improves host defense um, capabilities. It uh, inhibits viral replication or cancer growth. It can improve microcirculation and improve stress tolerance, increase antioxidant and glutathione production. It can reverse immune suppression um, from uh, chronic fatigue or fibromyalgia or Lyme disease. It reduces inflammation. It is anti-tumor, has anti-tumor properties, prevents and treats autoimmunity, and its level significantly lowers in patients with severe infection and cancer. And um, and the TB4 or TB500 uh, can effectively reduce incidence of flu from 19% to 5.5% in comparison to placebos. And when you inject TB4 into mice at three and a half months, it increased their lifespan by 28%. So, and it decreased, also decreased rate of their cancer by 2.8 folds. So almost threefold decrease in cancer rates. Um, it increases cancer relapse-free survival time. It's approved in more than 30 countries as a vaccine adjunct. So as a, um, you know, helper for vaccines um, because it enhances the vaccine's benefit uh, in the treatments of Hep B, Hep C, or AIDS. It's actually um, FDA approved under orphan drug program. That some of the target conditions um, where thing benefits have been shown include Lyme disease, HIV, uh, viral infections, immune deficiency, chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, autoimmune conditions, diabetes, uh, allergies, chemical sensitivity, cancer, um, aging, uh, or you know just preventative um, you know in travel situations. And then the pineal gland peptide, so apitalon or epitalon, uh, different ways of saying it. But so apitalon um, actually increases pineal synthesis of serotonin and melatonin. It induces telomerase activity and increases and restores telomere length. So I'm super excited about this. And of course, the Russians were the ones that were doing a lot of study on this peptide decades ago and conducted huge, huge studies. You know, the, the number, you know, is, is you know, 10, 11,000 in one study. So it's pretty remarkable. So this peptide has been shown to increase telomere length. And as you know, telomeres are the end caps for the DNA. It's like the end of shoelace, you know, the, the plastic wraps. At the end of DNA, when the telomere is long enough, um, then your DNA will continue to replicate at a you know normal in a normal fashion. Um, but if you run out of t telomeres, then the DNA's uh, replication will start to degrade, and then you know you won't have normal cells, and that's pretty much spells the end. Um, so so it's amazing that this actually increases telomere length and slows down aging. Um, slow sounds aging of the reproductive system that that has been shown um, in rats and increases the T4 to T3 conversion. So that's a thyroid hormone. So the T3 is the active form. So it helps increase that conversion and in improves glucose tolerance and decrease insulin and triglyceride levels. So that improves your metabolic health. It also activates gene expression and protein synthesis in specific target tissues 
and increases um, uh, lifespan of mice from 14% of the mice reaching age of two years, uh, from 14% of the mice to 56%. So you're you're bringing up majority of the, the mice to live a long time. And a really cool study is um, a study of 79 patients with coronary artery disease, and they're aged 60 to 69, where half of them received six courses of Epitalon at 10 milligrams every three days for 15 days. So, so that's one course only for 15 days. And every six months, they do another one. So they only did it six times. That's, that's three years. And they were monitored for 10 years. So the Epitalon group, in, when you look at their cardiovascular function, they were nine years younger than the ones that did not get this peptide. And the mortality rate due to cardiovascular disease was reduced from 83% to 46%. And their physical endurance was improved by 10% versus deterioration by 10% in the control group. So the Epitalon group um, also had a normalization of the circadian rhythm. So increasing their melatonin production and improve their carbohydrate and lipid metabolism. And it has been shown to be pretty helpful as a prophylaxis against age-related pathologies, including cancer. So I love that peptide. I, I just think it's amazing to be able to take something 15 days, twice a year, and that can lengthen your telomere and rejuvenate your cardiovascular system and extend your lifespan. So it's just amazing we'll have tools like these, uh, like this right now. So I, you know, definitely, you know, I, I encourage my patients to take it and then uh, I, I take it. And I think it actually helped my carbohydrate metabolism. Uh, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, and then we have some brain peptides that um, includes uh, dihexa, which is a really exciting new peptide. Um, it um, has shown to improve cognitive function and uh, was found to be 10 million times more potent than brain-derived neurotropic factors, or BDNF. Um, it, it, so it can help in the repair of the brain and nerves. It can increase mental stamina, improve creative thinking skills, enhance con conversational skills. I think I need some of that right now because I don't have it yet. I'm, I'm trying to to get some into my clinic and improves problem solving and helps in managing depression and improves focus, learning, and memory. So that's gonna be a wonderful peptide and that's by mouth. So this is only a few peptides that you can take in a capsule form or cream form and this is one of them. Another brain peptide that I'm very excited about is Costerobolysin. Um, So it's a very low molecular weight peptide that can cross the blood brain barrier is very neuroprotective and it stimulates neuron growth. It can help shield neurons from toxicity and prevents the formation of free radicals and have been studied in Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, MS, ALS, traumatic brain injury, and stroke. So it can promote the growth of new brain cells and, uh, and help the brain cells to communicate so it can enhance a person's learning capacity. So this can be also given through IV or um, through sub-Q injections. And another one that um, I like and I do use myself is called C-Link. And this has been traditionally prescribed for anxiety and depression and it's been known to be effective in many other treatments related to immune modulation, 
anticoagulation, also PTSD, ADHD, and metabolic syndromes. So the, the neurotropic action is very similar to ner nerve growth factor, uh, and it promotes both central and peripheral nervous system stimulation and rejuvenation. Um, it has anxiolytic effect, so breaking, you know, breaking up anxiety, and ask, I mean, acts as a stable neuropsychotropic, antidepressant, and anti-stress drug that relieves aggression and fear reaction from animal models. Um, it can also positively influence the formation of memory and learning. And clinical studies have shown that this C-Link is similar to uh, a tranquilizer at low doses, but doesn't have the kind of side effects like in benzodiazepine, um, you know, because those medications can cause anemia, withdrawal, dependence. So, you know, without these problems, these are natural molecules that that's produced by your body to enhance, you know, certain functions, including neurological functions. Um, and the experiments has also shown that <clears throat> ceiling can help prevent the accumulation of body fat. And um, it shields neurons from neurotoxins, inflammation and injury, and promotes neuroregeneration. So, so that's another very, very helpful peptide. And next, I want to talk about growth hormone releasing peptides. So I personally would not want to, you know, I, I wouldn't give a patient uh, human growth hormone itself uh, because of particular concerns, such as when you give a person this hormone directly, you are, um, you know, shutting down the pituitary glands production of growth hormone itself. So there's a feedback loop. So you end, you end up um, you know, inhibiting your own production, but also you can overshoot, right? You can give too much. So if you st stimulate your own pituitary gland to secrete the hormone, your body's smart. It's never going to produce way too much because you stimulate it a lot. It doesn't happen that way. So there's a biological or physiological ceiling that you're not going to exceed. Um, so that's a safety net. And also growth hormone itself can cause insulin resistance and, you know, some, you know, blood sugar issues. So that's another potential problem. So I prefer giving people growth hormone releasing uh, peptides, uh, such as ipramorelin and CJC1295. So these two, um, actually I use them together because they function differently. Um, so they have different mechanisms to help with growth hormone release. So ipramorelin mimics ghrelin, and then uh, CJC basically directly stimulates the um, pituitary gland. So ipramorelin, um, people love it. You know, a lot of people, you know, say that it, um, you know, help them to lose the belly fat. So, you know, reduce weight. Um, it's been reported to be super helpful in women. Um, it improves sleep. And I, you know, and, and CJC1295 as well. So this growth hormone peptide set is usually taken at night, sub-Q injection. And I've definitely seen people sleeping much better. Um, so... The, the, you know, the ipramorelin, um, you know, we know there's no, you know, there's no sensitization issue. So you don't, you know, by using it, you don't, you know, kind of desensitize your body. So it always remain um, uh, helpful or effective. It improves muscle growth. 
and has anti broad anti-aging benefits. You know, if you think of growth hormone, which de declines as we age, uh, growth hormone helps with repair throughout our body. So it's a useful hormone, right? It promotes growth and regeneration. So, so that's, um, you know, that's what they do. And the CJC 1295, you know, has been shown to decrease recovery time, increase muscle mass and in, improves fat loss. It improves cognition, um, you know, repair, regeneration, and it promotes slow wave deep sleep, um, which is the time that you have the highest level of muscle growth, memory retention, and rejuvenation. And I always use them together, and a lot of doctors do, because the combination results in a five-fold increase in efficacy. So, um, and the, the sleep quality usually improves on day, you know, the third or fourth day, uh, improving body composition, it protects your heart, your neurons, your immune system, you know, your, you know, helps your metabolic um, status and, uh, and protects your, your muscles. And um, another one we use that's pretty interesting is called tessamorelin. So it's a growth hormone releasing uh, kind of peptide. Um, initially was invested in the treatment of HIV patients to reduce the uh, drug-induced uh, central obesity these patients have. So when they use this um, tessamorelin daily for 26 weeks, they found that these people had significantly decreased uh, visceral uh, fat and uh, improved uh, lipid levels. So, so this hormone increases natural production of human growth hormone, increased IGF-1 without changing the glucose parameters. So like I mentioned, the human growth hormone could, and this one does not. And it increased protein synthesis and muscle growth and increasing the breakdown of fat. And so it can reduce body fat by 7.4%. And it can improve fasting insulin level. Of course, the higher insulin level is related to you know all kinds of issues, including high body fat and and a higher cancer rate. And it can re reduce triglycerides, reduces um, atherosclerosis, so help with your the arteries, so it reduces the risk of cardiovascular events. And um, it um, can reduce inflammation marker like the C CRP, reduce fatty liver disease, improve cognition and memory, um, improve exercise capacity, improve bone density and immune function. So that's another very interesting peptide that we can utilize uh, to help people with, um, you know, you know, lots of functions, but including weight loss. And um, so some of the weight loss peptides, um, you know, actually the ipromorlin CJC-1295 can help with weight loss as well. And, um, but some peptides are really remarkable for weight loss and some, you know, ones that we are utilizing. One of them is called MOTC. And this is a really interesting peptide that actually came from mitochondria. And this particular peptide regulates metabolic homeostasis. So it actually can um, get around, um, you know, into the cell nucleus and change the gene expression uh, relating to cellular stress. So it, the peptide also improves mitochondria health and improves muscle building, fat loss, and reverses cellular senescence, activating the AMPK pathway to improve energy dissipation and insulin sensitivity. Um, so it regulates carbohydrate metabolism, 
improves physical performance, and um, and there's a ten- trend- tendency toward increased lifespan, and acts primar- primarily on muscles uh, versus you know metformin, which acts per you know primarily on liver, and um, so this particular peptide can also has been shown to prevent um, you know ovaryectomy, which means just you know uh, ovaries removed, and that can lead to obesity. And this peptide can prevent that, and it can prevent insulin resistance. Um, so it increases brown fat activation. So that's the, the fat that's that's good that consumes energy and reduces fat accumulation, and um, and that reduces vascular calcification. So this is a very helpful peptide. So um, I have personally used this one, and um, and I think along with the T alpha one. And the growth hormone peptides, I was shocked to see my own fasting glucose was dropped by about 20 points within a few weeks. So that was just remarkable. I, you know, I didn't expect that. I thought it's going to take me six months to work my um, fasting glucose level from from the uh, 90s to 100 to back to 70 to 80. Um, it only took a few weeks. And then um, semaglutide which is very interesting. Um, so, you know, I'm not going to go into it, you know, right here. And then the melanotan is very interesting as well. Um, and there's also folistatin. So all these can be used for weight loss and they're, um, they all have their own different mechanisms of action. And, um, and then there are certain antimicrobial peptides that we utilize, including LL37. And then we have sexual wellness peptide such as PT-141, which acts centrally on a person to in, induce sexual arousal and also enhances uh, the sexual response. Uh, incre- so not only increasing libido, but also improves um, the, the quality of the orgasm. So it increases blood flow, so help with erection in men and vaginal flow in women. It can increase erection in 80% of the men who do not respond to, um, you know, things like Viagra or Cialis. And um, it, uh, uh, it's actually FDA approved for women. Um, and there's an increased chance of having a more gratifying sexual experience. And then there's um, a last peptide, you know, it's an aesthetic peptide we use, which is very famous, you know, GHK copper. A lot of people talk about it. So it's found in human plasma. Uh, there's a lot of roles that this peptide provides, not just skin rejuvenation, but it um, it promotes wound healing, it attracts immune cells, has antioxidant and anti-inflammatory effects, it can stimulate collagen uh, synthesis, uh, promote blood vessel growth, and uh, it again, this you know almost like all good peptides, it decreases with age, so there's increased inflammation when we when we have less of this peptide cancerous activities and tissue destruction so this ghk copper um, is generated after tissue injury is a very potent protector uh, against tissue um, you know inflammation and oxidative damages and it promotes tissue remodeling so by removing damaged or scar tissue and regenerate new and healthy tissue. 
And when it's used topically, it can increase collagen production by 70% and decrease fine lines and wrinkles by 27%. So I did put this particular peptide along with quite a few other ones into the Chara Omni cream that I developed. It's a 100% natural cream that includes stem cell component and peptides. Um, so I definitely included this, um, this GHK copper. Um, so this peptide tightens, loosens skin and reverses thinning off skin and repairs the protective skin barrier proteins, improves skin firmness, elasticity, and clarity. It can reduce photo damage and uh, reduce hyperpigmentation like, uh, you know, and skin spots and lesions. It stimulates wound healing, protects skin cells from UV radiation, and it can reduce inflammation and free radical damages. And it can also increase hair growth and thickness and, and enlarge hair follicle size. So it can be also used in, in treatments, you know, like a hair, um, hair restoration procedures that, you know, when we do that in our clinic, I also incorporate this peptide. So this is a pretty, pretty interesting and, and very broad range peptides. And, uh, but it has broad range of healing, you know, not just for the skin. Um, mm. So that's called GHK copper. So these are some of the, you know, the peptides. I, I didn't really, you know, talk in too much detail about semaglutide and melanotin-1 and folistatin, but I probably would just talk about melanotin-1 a little bit because it's such a, you know, fun peptide. So it, it, it actually gives you a tan. So it helps <laughs> give a person a tan um, because it induces skin pigmentation through enhanced melanin production. So melanin actually prevents cellular damage in skin by absorbing, reflecting, and, and uh, refracting light. So it's used to enhance tanning, but it's also a prophylactic treatment for, for you know, light-affected disorders. So it uh, can be potentially preventative for skin cancer. So it does reduce sun damages uh, to UV-exposed skin and it can transform cells to produce dark protective melanin. Um, it can be safely combined with UVB light or sunlight, and they act synergistically uh, to help a person get a better tan. Um, but it also, you know, in addition to that, it boosts neurogenesis. It helps with your brain and your cognition. It protects against cognitive declines in Alzheimer's disease animal models and improves functional recovery after stroke and improves heart recovery and survival after heart attack. It reduces neuroinflammation, stimulates fat burning. So, so it, it um, helps with your, your fat burning. So it helps your body composition um, and, um, and also gives you a better tan. So very interesting peptides. Um, so I think that's it. I'm gonna stop there. And um, I just want to show people and share my excitement about um, uh, peptide therapy and because these are just such powerful new tools that we have now and how amazing as a doctor that I have all these naturally occurring peptides that I can get people to target specific needs, um, whether the person, person has GI issues or, or neurological conditions or wants to shed unwanted weight um, that we have these amazing tools. Uh, so I just think that, um, you know, medicine is heading more toward 
nature, right? Natural therapies. So peptide therapy is one of the keys that the na nature use to turn on and off, you know, what's going on in the body. Uh, we all know people can have spontaneous remission, right? So what's happening there? Why is the body able to heal itself? So the body has the tools. It has the signals. So if we know how to turn on and off certain signals, then we can invoke some of that very powerful natural healing abilities. So this is why I'm excited to incorporate this into my clinic. And I hope the, you know, the explanation about these peptides will, you know, will, will give people an idea of the, the, the breadth of tools we have these days that we can extend lifespan. We can help reduce cardiovascular issues. We can extend your telomere and we can help you shed weight. Uh, and you know, how fun is that? We can give you tan. <laughs> so, and we can make you enjoy sex more. So this is just uh, very exciting and very fun. And um, yeah, I just want to share this and hope people find this helpful. I hope you enjoyed that overview on peptides. And uh, if anyone is interested in coming to see me in Los Angeles, our clinic is called Uplift Longevity Center, Uplift with a Y. So the website is upliftcenter.com. And we do stem cell therapy, exosome treatments, ozone therapy, um, a lot of uh, different procedures for the skin, hair, um, reproductive health, and uh, you know musculoskeletal injections. And uh, we also do ketamine treatments, which is important for me to help people with their brain and their mind, plus their body. So we want to help people rewire and regenerate their brain and their body and uh, enhance their mind and help with the joy of life. So um, again, thank you for watching this and uh, I wish all of you well. Thank you for listening to this episode. Hope you enjoyed the content. And if so, please rate and follow this podcast. To reach me, you can contact Uplift Longevity Center. That is Uplift with a Y. You can also subscribe to my YouTube channel, Joy Kong MD. See you next time.